Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Thursday, March 23rd. We got 12 games on the schedule again here tonight, flipping back from the two that we had yesterday. So we got a bunch of best bets that we'll run through here today. If you have any questions about the games that we talk about, if you have questions about the games that we don't talk about, please make sure to send those into the chat there so we can get to them at the end of the show as well. You'll notice there is a comment in the chat pinned to the top of the chat right now if you're looking to sign up that new sports books throughout the course of this show you hear something talked about you hear a sports book mentioned that you don't have yet and you want to go sign up for it make sure to do so while supporting the edgework show here if you click on that link that's pinned to the top of the chat or is in the description of this video and if you're listening back after it's on podcast it will be in the description there you click on that link you head over to the betstamp.app slash edgework link, you will be able to sign up at a bunch of new sports books and help us out in the process. So please make sure to do that if that is something you're interested in. If you're looking to add new sports books, especially as line shopping is so important to uh, success in our sports betting here that we're uh, trying to continue to win at as we've had a pretty good season so far this year on edgework. Looking at it right now, 29 Point eight units. We are up four percent ROI with uh, three hundred twelve, three forty five, and nine records so far on the season. There just goes to show. Line shop, get the best price, get the best of the number, and you can still come out on top even if you are a little bit down on the record that you have there. So, twelve games here tonight. Russ, Rob Pizzola joining us here today. First time on the Thursday show, the debut. Rob, how's it feel to be on Thursday and not Friday this week? It's amazing. There's actually games <laughs> on Thursdays. Fridays, we have like two or three games and I'm, you know, scavenging through every single player prop possible to see where I could find a bet. Uh, this is much better when you have the entire board available to you. Um, it's pretty chaotic, even though like we start the stream now and we get all these news updates as well as things are coming in. Uh, I like I like that. I like being able to react on the fly to this type of stuff. Jared Spurgeon on the ice for practice today for the, the wild, which I expected. But yeah, pretty cool thursdays yeah yeah normally the uh the nhl scheduling is all over the place but at least thursdays you can uh, you know kind of count on it being a snack <laughs> slate every week no i love it i love it it's great so i'm pumped to get into these games yeah and let's do so so we'll start here with the first game of the night and as people who've been here before know uh but for those who are new uh, make sure to subscribe first and foremost to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Like the stream as well to help us out. But we will go through the games in chronological order of the games that we have bets in. And then the ones that we don't, we'll go through at the end. If anyone has questions or anything that you guys want covered, we can look at those. So we'll start here with the uh, Minnesota Philadelphia Flyers game tonight. We're looking at the Flyers as a plus money price at home taking on the Wilds. And the Wilds coming into this one, they've been playing pretty well recently. Looking at them in terms of their record, in terms of the points that they've been able to generate. They're on a two-game win streak, but they're 7-1-2 in their last 10. Now this Flyers team, on the other hand, has essentially said, yeah, yep, wave the white flag. We're going to rebuild, retool. We'll get ready for next year, give some of these guys an opportunity to get the playing time in. But Rob, coming into this one, at home as a plus money price, you'd be looking at Philadelphia here and, and looking to back them tonight? Yes, I would. So you mentioned seven, one, and two in the last ten for the Wild. It's actually seven, zero, oh, and two in their last nine because the regulation loss was ten games ago. So they've been playing really well here, and we're starting to see them priced that way. It's funny because we did this show for months, and we're like, 
out of the wild are probably pretty undervalued because their shooting percentage is just like incredibly low. Mark Andre Fleury wasn't playing well. They'd switched over to Gustafson and Net. And now I think it's basically time to reverse on Minnesota because you look at since the start of the month, they're shooting 10% at 5v5. They do not have the shooting talent to continuously shoot 10% at even strength. They have a 96.12 save percentage at 5v5 since the start of the month. And I do like their goaltending, but that's also unsustainable. So I'm looking to reverse course a bit here. And a lot of people will be like, oh, the Flyers, they stink. They're actually playing a lot better. I mean, they beat Florida 6-3. Prior to that, they had an overtime loss to Carolina. Prior to that, they beat Buffalo. Since the beginning of March, they have an expected goal share of 51% at, at even strength. Their actual goal share is 57% in that time. And their defense has improved big time. Their defensive game, they're allowing just 233 expected goals per game at 5v5 which is the fifth best number in the league in all of March and by the way the teams that they've played in March the Rangers the Lightning the Hurricanes twice the Penguins the Knights the Sabres the Panthers it's not like they've played these you know the, the Blue Jackets and the Coyotes and the Ducks and the Blackhawks they've actually played good teams so I just think this is mispriced um, I, I would have priced this closer to the honestly like minus 120 range for Minnesota. Uh, so we start today, 630. Uh, hold your breath, Flyers. Uh, I, I think that's a good underdog play. Yeah, and I can't, uh, yeah, I can't add too much more than uh, what Rob said there. I, I absolutely agree with you. When I woke up or, or last night and saw Minnesota minus 165, minus 170. Um, I immediately thought, you know, this is this is probably the time to uh, start to sell high on the wild here. Here, uh, anytime you're getting a price like this on the road, um, it doesn't it doesn't matter who you're who you're playing against. I think you know you gotta you have to try and look to sell a team like this, especially after the run that they've been on. And yeah, like you said, on the flip side, the Flyers have been playing well the last three games. That's exactly what I was going to talk about. Um, they've actually shown a little fight the last few games. And, uh, you know, with a low event game with Carter Hart in net, with how the Wild want to play this very, very low scoring game, they could absolutely be right in it at the end with a 1-1, you know, 1-1 in the third period. So I agree completely. I think this line is a little bit too long on the Wild, and I uh, I lean the same way. There you go. Uh, so, again, if you want to track the picks that are given out on the show, we'll recap them at the very end. We'll go through every pick that's given out throughout the duration of the show, pull them up on screen so everyone can see, see how much we bet on them in terms of full unit, quarter unit, half unit, whatever it is that we're taking on that bet, as well as what books we've played them at and what price we've got them at. So we will recap them all at the end. But if you are looking to go back and see the record throughout the course of the season, how we've done so far, you can find us in the BetStamp app, which you can find on iOS and Android. And you can find us in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. So these plays will be locked on there until the games but if you want to look at how we've done through the course of the season the transparency and the records that we've had you can find it there so make sure to check that out at some point here today um <laughs> rob josh and chad here saying couldn't disagree more with rob here never hold yeah. your breath you want to plug your nose yeah. <laughs> i mean these are definitely the types of plays where especially late in the year team that's not in the playoff mix against a team that's really playing for something Nobody really wants to back these, and I get it, but it's all price dependent, right? I think you just make what your price on the game should be and then decide whether or not you're going to fire because, you know, even look, look at the Coyotes last night, right? Take Edmonton to overtime. You could get plus two and a half on, on Arizona last night at minus yeah. 110. 
when does that happen in the NHL? It's because, oh, they have nothing to play for. The Oilers do. And we, we tend to get some of these numbers later on in the year. Yeah. It's a, mm-hmm. uh, I, I know that was one of the ones I was giving out yesterday as a best bet on the show was the plus two and a half. So <laughs> that was a, a good, good win for us there. But moving on to the next game here tonight, we got Tampa Bay Lightning heading on the road to take on the Ottawa Senators. We are seeing Tampa Bay right now currently sitting as a favorite in this game, minus 141, best price available. Uh, Tampa in this one, they are third in the Atlantic right now, coming into this one on a two-game losing streak, 5-4-1 and one in their last 10. If you caught yesterday's show, we talked about some of the teams right now who are supposed to be Stanley Cup contenders who have been playing uh, below their standards and towards the bottom of the NHL in terms of expected goal shares. Tampa Bay Lightning were one of the teams that were identified as one of those uh, teams to look out for who are on the lower end of things there and going into this one going to face Ottawa Ottawa regardless of their position in the standings is going to be one of those pesky hungry teams to try to continue to win and get points get experience under their belts but even as it stands right now it would take a little bit of a miracle to push them into the playoffs that's for sure there are seven points out their play as of late three six and one has kind of pushed them back out of that spot but in this one here, Rob uh, and Russ, I mean, Russ, you're looking at an over spot in this game tonight between these two teams rather than maybe a side? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it, this is a fairly simple, uh, straightforward handicap for me. Um, you know, I think with Vasilevsky and uh, Sogard in, I've got this close to uh, right above seven. And then if we do end up getting Brian Elliott confirmed in goal, this will push my total up to seven and a half. So I'll absolutely take that uh, over six and a half minus 120. Um, yeah, as far as uh, as far as breaking this game down, kind of going under the hood here a little bit. Uh, both of these teams have been struggling on defense lately. The, the Lightning have really, really fell off on defense. Um, you know, we've talked about this in previous shows. Is it time to buy low on the Lightning? Is it time to panic and uh, jump ship? They kind of do this type of thing every year. Um, I remember the one year they lost like seven of eight games going into the playoffs and ended up winning the cup. So, you know, for me, I'm still not panicking on the lightning yet. Um, as far as like a side play, I think that the market's probably right on about 140, 150 um, for the lightning. But I think this total is a little bit low. I think we should probably see a six and a half minus 135 or even a, even a juice seven here. And um, the Senators last couple games, they played a 2-1 game last game and then the game before that was 2-1 against the against the Penguins and I think that those two games are keeping this total down a little bit and especially the way that Dylan Ferguson played his first game out he just completely stood on his head um so yeah you've got Ottawa who's 29th and expected goals allowed the last 10 games they just can't stop any chances at all and I think that you know I think that this matchup is good to to easily get to 3-3 or um or Tampa Bay 5-2 or something like that so I've got uh, I've got the majority of the time I've got over seven here. So that's the way I'm going to go over six and a half minus one fifteen. I think is what we locked in. I think you know that's playable up to one twenty where it's at now. Yeah, minus one nineteen over six and a half minus one nineteen. Uh, we were able to grab there as best price available. Uh, so we did lock that in. Um, Rob, I know you yeah. had some thoughts on the over here as well. Yeah, I do. So, I mean, Daniel H. in the chat says, uh, Money Puck says Ferguson for Ottawa. There's no confirmation yet on who's going to be a net for Ottawa, but I agree with Bill. In oh, Bill, I agree with Russ uh, in terms of, I know, it's going to happen a million times. No worries. Uh, in terms of, like, I don't think either is a good option for the Senators. The one thing that's very noticeable with Ottawa, and I've watched them play a lot lately, is 
I don't think that they're inept at defending as much as they're just willing to trade chances with other teams. Like they play a very wide open style of play um, relative to some other teams in the league. I mean, especially noticeable when they play the Leafs on Saturday night, where it's just a wide open end to end game. And they have a lot of offensive firepower as well. So uh, I'm, I guess I haven't played this, but I lean that way as well. Uh, If we get Vasilevsky, Sogard, I make it. Uh, my expected goals in the game is 6.71. If we get Elliott Sogard, add basically a quarter to the total for me. It's Great. around 7.1. So uh, subjective lean to the over for me in this one as well. I'm surprised the uh, the Fergler here uh, doesn't bring that total down after the performance <laughs> the that we saw. Fergler. Is that what they're <laughs> calling him now? God, yeah, I remember yeah. when Andrew Hammond came into the league. That was the most absurd. I will. I don't think we'll ever see a run like that ever again. Like yeah. for for a guy, because that was like twenty plus games where he was just unreal, and now not even an NHL caliber goalie. And uh, it's I mean it's funny like the the variance in hockey, right? Like that just goes to show even in a twenty game sample. Yep. You know you don't really learn much about a player. What a run that was. The Hamburglar. There's hamburgers on the ice every night. This guy was getting endorsement deals. He got Curtis Lazar skating around eating burgers. Yeah, that was a uh, that was like right after Lazar had just been the hero in the World Juniors and stuff. What a uh, what a throwback there for the Ottawa Senators, but yeah, maybe uh, maybe the Fergler comes in and changes things up for them. Uh, moving on to another game here tonight. I'm gonna Rob. I'm gonna let you take this one over. I think it's pretty straightforward in terms of what we might see between these two teams. We're seeing another huge price between Boston and Montreal tonight. Boston at home against the Habs, and this team, uh, this Bruins team, has been incredible at home. And I mean, we saw them finally falter a little bit, if you want to call it that, when they had the loss to Chicago six three. It's kind of just corrected itself right back. I mean, you're looking at this team with 113 points right now. They are the runaway first place team in the NHL. Even the next Carolina with 100 points, 13 back with 12 games left. Uh, they are on a four game win streak coming into this one, seven and three in their last 10. It's being corrected, facing off against the Habs at home here tonight. You're going to stay away from sides and totals, but you're looking for a player prop in this game. I am. This one is honestly just too good of a price to pass up for me. And it's one where you probably just don't even want to watch the game if you bet this or just like check the box score in the morning because, you know, these are the types of plays that I tend to gravitate to. But uh, I like Nick Suzuki under one and a half shots in this game, uh, which can be found pretty much plus 120 consistently across the board right now. I would obviously urge you uh, to get the best price possible. But Suzuki's really playing the role of distributor now. And if you look at the since the trade deadline, amongst forwards that have played at least 150 minutes or more, he is bottom six in the league in individual shots for per 60 minutes. And now somebody might say, oh, you know, maybe he's shooting a little bit more and those shots aren't getting through. No, his his individual Fenwick per 60 minutes is actually bottom five. And he's going up against a very good defensive team Bruins give up the seventh fewest shots in the entire league. And consider how good that is when you consider how often they're leading games as well, right? Like this is a very, very strong Boston blue line altogether. I think this is a good price. I think even money is pretty much fair on the under one and a half. And if we just look at Nick Suzuki's shot totals over the course of the past month, like it's a black hole, right? Essentially, you have some games where, you know, the Florida game where they lost 9-5. Well, they're trailing the entirety of the game. He's got to put pucks on net. He gets four shots there. 
but eight of 11 games this month, he's had one shot or less. He's not a guy that's looking to put it on net very often. So I think it's a good price here on Suzuki. Uh, I like this as a player prop today. All right, there you go. Plus 120 on the under one and a half for Nick Suzuki shots on goal. And now this is going to be one, Rob. You know here tonight you're going to have like a generous scorekeeper just filling oh. in or something in Boston. And There are some like... rinks. <laughs> there are some rinks where it's different than others. Um, you know, you never know. It's it's a struggle. The struggle is real. Like ask Todd, Todd Cordell, who's on the Tuesday show, right? He bets a ton of shots on goal props. Mm-hmm. He probably messages me at least two or three times a week with like some clip of like, can you believe this wasn't ruled the shot on goal? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it is so ridiculous sometimes, but yeah. the reality is it should balance out for you in the long run, right? Like you, you get lucky on some scorekeeper works in your favor on some scorekeeper works against you on the others. Theoretically, you play enough of them, it balances out. Yeah, like when we tracked Jack Hughes over three and a half shots on goal and he had 10 the other day. <laughs> like, All right, how many of these 10 were sh- real shots on goal? I want to watch back and see. But uh, yeah, it, it will balance out. So there you go, another bet. But moving on, we do have another one here. Russ, you're looking to a battle in the Metro tonight here between the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. And Rob, I know you have uh, some interest in this one as well. But Russ, we'll start with you. What is it that's so enticing tonight about the Carolina Hurricanes at home against the Rangers? Why would you be looking to play it for, play them? Um, to start off a bit, basically the price is the most enticing thing, I think. You know, I think this probably should be closer to minus one thirty-five, minus one forty, and we're getting all the way down. Um, I've got uh I've got minus one twenty-eight at Pinnacle, minus one twenty-seven on the board. Um uh, maybe that just changed. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. that just changed completely. Just it's just got bet into. So I would, yeah, it's basically right where I have it on market. That's I just refreshed my screen and it jumped from minus 128. So I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, that that's basically right bet right into market. I think um, you could keep an eye on this game. If it dips down, I think minus 125 is a buy point for me. Um, you know, on the other side of that, I do think if we, if the total keeps dipping down, I think the over is a decent look. Um, I've got, you know, over six here, significant amount of time. If you can get like that five and a half over, over five and a half minus 120 ish is probably a decent play. Um, just breaking down these teams a little bit more. Carolina has dipped a little bit recently, but you know, when you, when you look at their expected goals, they're still top three in the league in both expected goals for and expected goals against. And I think they've kind of corrected, corrected their issues and they, they do have Frederick Anderson confirmed in goal tonight so i think that is a benefit for them and then on the flip side this rangers team has uh kind of been an anomaly all year they keep winning um on the backs of bad play and very very good goaltending i think that igor has dipped in this last the last 10 games igor has dipped a little bit he's got closer to a nine 900 save percentage and um you know the rangers are 18th in expected goals for and 17 17th and expected goals against. So I think this is a little bit of a step up in class for the Rangers here. Um, like I said, I've got my true price here is minus 145-ish for the for the Hurricanes. So I was absolutely planning on locking in that minus 125, minus 128. Um, it looks like, you know, a lot of other people had that same idea, but I would keep an eye on, you know, I would keep an eye on it and see if, if there is any buyback. Um, and then, like I said, the, I do think there's an angle on this total as well, but I'm not quite ready to lock it in at uh, at minus 130. Um, if it does dip down minus 120, I think that's probably the angle I'll go. But no, I think this should be a great game. And uh, 
curious to hear what Rob has to say on the uh, on the puck line. I'll go ahead and find us a bet on this game because uh, I like Carolina minus one and a half at uh, plus 180 is the best price in market right now, which I would make a 4.9% edge. Uh, But I look for, I often am trying to find like shifts. I don't want to say necessarily in dynamic in the league, but more so when a team is just really, really overperforming for a long period of time and a league, a a team is underperforming for a, a period of time. And when you look at since the trade deadline, which I mean, everything prior to the trade deadline is valuable in some cases, but a lot of these teams have, have, switch things up a little bit. Svechnikov is now out for the Canes. Obviously, New York Rangers made some some notable trades, including Patrick Kane. But since the trade deadline, the Rangers have a 50.7 expected goals percentage in all situations. 50.7, basically like right around even. Mm-hmm. And their actual goals are 63.5%. And the Rangers are a team that's going to obviously, is going to constantly do this because they have better shootings, better shooters than a lot of other teams in the league, and they have good goaltending altogether, including Yaroslav Halak as their backup. But this is a very wide range, and you typically won't see this discrepancy last for a long period of time. On the other side of things, Carolina's in the exact opposite boat, right? 51.6% actual goals, 57.1% expected goals. And I watched the game the other night. I bet Carolina against the Rangers the other night. I thought the Hurricanes played a very strong game on the road. Fell behind early. They it, it was a game that didn't have a ton of chances, but Carolina had a lot of offensive zone play in that game. They hemmed the Rangers in deep a lot. And I like what I saw from that, where I just think that this is... I, I think the perception is that these teams are closer than they are. Uh, and I don't I don't buy it. I'm, I'm still not a big believer in the Rangers. I think they're a one and done in the playoffs, whether they play the Hurricanes or Devils in the first round. And uh, I, I like this price quite a bit. So, um, you know, you can you could put me on record for that, Zach. We can cut it up when they go to the, <laughs> yeah. the Stanley Cup and I look like a complete idiot. But, yeah, I just think the Hurricanes are that much better. And uh, eventually water finds its level with both of these teams who are, I, I think, just on like the opposite ends of the, the luck spectrum right now. Sure. Yep. Completely yeah, agree. Yeah. Down. That's going to be yeah. Get that in there before it keeps changing. I see that that's literally even the puck line is dropping as we speak. Yeah, so we had to yeah. we tracked the puck line at plus one seventy five for those. Uh, as soon as we went to track it, it moved on us from one eighty, so it went down to one seventy five. We grabbed that. I think even now it's still continuing to move. But uh, there you go. So money's on board with us as well. Um, saying we are all hurricanes. Uh, and uh, Daniel H saying, don't meet as many, pe- many people as low on NYR as I am too. Yes. Every, and yeah. Alex Moretto was low on them yesterday as well. It was a team that he was, uh, actually had a little bit of a rant on. Well, I mean, it's, it's the Rangers are like, it's tough because they've gotten results for a year and a half, two years. Right. And there's a lot of like, you play hockey for results at the end of the day. And maybe there's something about the team where they're constantly going to overachieve relative to their advanced metrics. I think the Rangers are that team, right? Like mm-hmm. they have Shesterkin. He's not having the same year as he was last year. But that, like people are, they forget last year, like the Rangers playoff. The, the first series against the Penguins was one of the most lopsided series yeah, in, really in recent, me- like if you swap Jari and Shesterkin in that series, it's over in four games and the Rangers get outscored by three goals in every game. That's that's the like it was 
the overtimes in the, in those <laughs> that series, I've never seen anything like it, where one team is just like can't even touch the puck. And now we're we're kind of at the same point this year. So I think it's like there's something about this team where they're better than the advanced metrics give them credit for. But with that said, I think people put them on this pedestal like right up here. And I don't think mm-hmm. that they're there. So for me, it's like an in-between of like, I'm not the the advanced metrics guy that's like, oh, oh the Rangers suck and this and that or whatever. <laughs> but but they're they're no nowhere near as good as I, I think the results that they've they've brought out either so i think it's like yeah there's the extremists on both sides and they're just somewhere in the middle yeah we talk about this team all the time on the thursday show it seems like and yeah like like that uh that playoff series last year they were you know they had igor shesterkin and going against louis Domingue at times and it still Domingue. went to still went to overtime yeah. in the end of the get in the end of the series um but yeah like we have talked about this multiple times they're like the opposite of the calgary flames who have these amazing underlying metrics and just can't win and uh, the Rangers have these mediocre advanced metrics, and they, for some reason, keep rattling off wins when they shouldn't. Um, so, yeah, it's it's like you said, I think that's a great way to put it. They're just not as uh, not as good as people think and probably not as bad as the analytics show. Yep. Just want to remind everyone who's watching right now, if you haven't subscribed to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, please make sure to do so now. You can hit that subscribe button, help support the show as well. There's about one in every nine people watching this show right now who've hit that like button. That is way too few. If you guys are unacceptable. watching, hit that. <laughs> unacceptable. I'll call it out for what it is. It's unacceptable. <laughs> hit that like button, help support the show. And last thing I'll say, if you guys are looking to add sports books to your repertoire, if you're looking at some of the books that we're pulling up here on screen and you're saying oh i don't have that one that one has the best price and you want to sign up for it please make sure to hit the link that is in the description of this video or pin to the top of the chat right now if you do so you can head over uh, to the betstamp.app slash edgework show page where you can sign up for all different sports books see the recommendations reviews on all of these more than anything it just helps out our show so uh, we would appreciate if you guys could do that but uh, yes head over there if you're out looking to add different sports books want to sign up for a bunch there they are uh you can head over to this page that is pinned at the top of the chat as well as uh as well as in the description of this video if you are watching after or if you are listening back on podcast platforms it is there um we'll move forward but i see uh jordan mosel here saying i hammered the like thank you jordan appreciate it uh, yes uh, hit that like button um and as we get into the next one here rob i'm gonna throw this question to you because you're gonna have a similar idea to what's going on as i am right now we're gonna look at the toronto maple leafs florida panthers game tonight and i see will s in the chat here saying who we got in the ncaa frozen four action canisius plus 650 (laughs) to free up matthew nice to join the leaves early uh, I saw yesterday people posting saying, I hope he wins for his confidence levels, but uh, I hope he's playing against Carolina on Sunday. That was the tweets that I was seeing yesterday. And Russ, I know you're actually interested in the NCAA tournament as well here. This is something you you monitor, you follow along with. Are we maybe looking at Matthew Nice getting an early, early start on his NHL career? Is that out of the picture? Um, I don't know. I don't think so, man. I think he'll probably stick around. Um, after my Omaha Mavericks lost the first round of the playoffs, I kind of haven't been paying attention too much. But no, I think. I mean, I think that's a that's a 
That's a good question. That's a good question for you guys. If he joins the Leafs and helps out a little bit, <laughs> they are 100% saving a spot for Nice. Like it's yes. going to happen. And it's probably Zach Aston Reese that comes out of the lineup when Nice is ready to go and O'Reilly's back there. Like I think it's pretty clear who the Leafs' 12 forwards are going to be for the playoffs. The problem is the Leafs suck right now. You know, it pains me. You, see, you know, you see the Leaf gear, the hat, the sweater, the scarf back here. They are awful. I couldn't wear it today, Rob. I couldn't it, wear it. it. It's, it's, it's painful. They actually played a very, you know, it's it sounds really weird to say this, coming off a 7-2 loss to the Islanders. They played a pretty solid game there, and it just kind of got away from them. It, Sorokin came up with some, like, absurd saves in the early going. Rob Gustafson, maybe save of the year. But you cannot ignore that they're bottom five in expected goals at even strength since the trade deadline. They have all this lineup tinkering, and the Panthers are the complete opposite. The Panthers sit in fourth right now, expected goals since the deadline. The likelihood of Florida generating more quality chances in this game is high, and I personally just don't have much faith in Matt Murray, uh, especially against a team that generates 37 shots per game. He's coming off arguably his best game of the season against Ottawa. He still gave up four goals, which he's now done in six straight games. Uh, I mean... It's getting challenging uh, overall for Toronto right now. They're trying to find like that right mix, that right D combo. Uh, Sheldon Keefe is trying to make Brody and McCabe work, and it's just not working. They're getting killed at even strength. Yeah, it, it's it's a real struggle, right? The struggle is real, and and until the Leafs turn that around, I don't see how they're not a fade. Um, especially Anthony Duclair in tonight for Florida. The one look for me in this game specifically, and I'll, I'll let Bill. Let Bill, I'll let Russ <laughs> talk to this. This is it will never stop. Uh, <laughs> I like I like Carter Verhage over on shots on goal in this game, which is three and a half. The Leafs are giving up a ton lately. Uh, uh, the pairings that they practiced with yesterday, I don't think are going to alleviate a lot of that. And like I mentioned, Florida just puts a ton of pucks on net. To get three and a half and plus money at Pinnacle right now is a great price, but honestly. I even think these three and a halfs at the more recreational books are still mispriced as well. When you just consider the volume that Verhage has had over the course of the past month, guy is just constantly putting pucks on net. Not, a, I mean, I will say this, it's not all quality attempts, but he is one of those guys that just gets it to the net. And I feel like that's what's changed for Florida recently as well. There's way more of an emphasis on like, let's just get to the net and not make the fancy play type of situation. Uh, so I, I'm going over three and a half shots on goal for Carter Verhage uh, in this game, but my, you know, it's it's the Leafs is the pain is real right now as a Leafs fan, man. Like I, it's best team of my lifetime, like roster wise, and it just feels like it's headed towards nothing again. <laughs> yep. uh, and Russ, before I let you go here, uh, Alex Felici in the chat, <laughs> Leach saying uh, Panthers minus two and a half plus four hundred. Leafs already have a booth in Miami book for tonight. They do not yeah, I love that. Love that take. You, you know what's actually <laughs> funny, though, about this kind of stuff? Someone messaged me something on the weekend um, uh, about is a little bit of like inside info about Columbus having a strip club booth in Vegas and whatever. And like they ain't going to care about this at matinee game the next day. And they got now it's Columbus against Vegas. One team is more talented than the other, but they. They look like they didn't care about that game the next day. And they also had some golf rounds booked as well. So, yeah, I mean, 
The thing with this game, though, and me and Zach know this because we, I mean, at least the weather's getting a little bit better here, but there's a lot of snowbirds in Florida who will mm-hmm. be at this game. It will feel like a pretty even mix of Leaf fans and, and Panthers fans at this game. So probably downgrade your home ice a little bit, but man, Florida is on a run and the Leafs look horrible at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel yeah, I feel feel bad for you guys. Honestly, like you said, the the uh, roster of this team is just unbelievable. When I run my players base model, like normally, just loves loves the Leafs every week, and uh, we've been betting them pretty much all year. Like you said, that uh, Islanders game, I felt great in. I felt like we were in a good spot. I thought that was a good get right spot. They went up one zero, and then. Igor Sorokin happened, or I'm sorry, Ilya Sorokin happened and uh, just made that insane save. If he wouldn't have made that save, it would they would have gone up 2-0 and it would have been arguably a completely different game. Might have even, you know, ended up getting the victory there, but instead they just came unraveled. It seems like um it seems like this team got kind of worse at the trade deadline. Their defense, they shifted all their defensive players. Um, they've just struggled in their last since the deadline. And uh it's really, really strange. And then when I do plug it into my model, I mean, this defense, you know, I'm getting up over seven goals. Um, you know, they're 27th in expected goals against their last 10 games. So you can really see it in the numbers here. And uh, this is another one that has been bet into me a little bit. We took minus 115 this morning. I would still play it at minus 120. My true number here is closer to minus 140, actually, on the on the Panthers at home. Um, like I said, this is this is pretty straightforward, and you guys broke it down, you know, as as much as I could. But this Florida team is playing well right now. They have something to play for. They're one game back, one point back from the wild card. Whereas Toronto's pretty much locked in. They know exactly who they're going to play in the playoffs. They don't have a ton to play for as far as just uh, getting, you know, they're just getting stuff right. Basically, trying to figure out, you know, how to get right before going in, into the playoffs. And uh, I think the Panthers are there. Arguably, they're playing like like they were last season, and they're also getting a little bit of defense. Um, the Panthers are first in expected goals four and six in expected goals against the last 10 games. They've just play, been playing very, very well. And uh, they play awesome at home. You know, this is a team that's traditionally played very well at home. And, um, yeah, I think this number's a little bit too short. I like uh, I like the Panthers, minus 120-ish, minus 125. Every now and then there's a comment that pops up in the chat that gets me pretty good at this one here. If you've been following along with the Leafs, D saying, Leafs preparing to go 6-4-10 defense. The Bolts won't see it coming. Yeah. But, but, you know, like, see, my, my whole thing with this, obviously Ryan O'Reilly gets hurt. And he's your your key deck, you know, deadline acquisition. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think a big difference maker, if you can plug in Ryan O'Reilly as a third line center, there's nobody in the league that's going to be able to match that. So that has an impact. But the the having they had technically have nine capable NHL D, D men on the roster because Connor Timmons is, you know, he he played fine this year. But the eight mm-hmm. that they're gonna shuffle and, and rotate in with, they just haven't found the combination that works with these eight and Sheldon Keefe is keeps trying and going back to the well with stuff that in my opinion is just not working. Like we know Riley and Brody work together very well for years. Like just keep Morgan Riley and TJ Brody together. Like it, it's, it's that Mark Giordano can pair with Justin Hall or Timothy Lilligren. He's done that, but like Lilligren is not going to be in the lineup tonight. It looks like in all likelihood. And like, there's no, 
you can't have Justin Hall and Luke Shen in the lineup over Timothy Lilligren. I'm sorry, but both of those guys yeah. are significantly worse, worse players. So they keep rotating guys in and out and they never have their optimal six for like for any of these regular season games right now, because they're trying to find pairings at work and it's just not working. So, um, I mean, I hope they get it back on track, but until we see it, I think the Leafs are a pretty massive fave right now. Yeah. I would uh, have to agree with that, unfortunately. But uh, we did track that one there uh, for the Leafs-Panthers game, minus 125 on the Florida Panthers. Now moving on to the next game, Russ, you, uh, you're looking at uh, the Seattle Kraken here tonight. And Rob, you're actually going to disagree on this one. We got a head-to-head in this situation. And see, I'm interested to hear your opinion. So, Russ, I'll let you take this away first and foremost. Why you like Seattle tonight, especially because I know Nashville has been a little bit of a controversial team throughout the course of this show this season, um, and particularly with our guy Alex Moretto and his thoughts on Nashville. But, uh, Russ, your thoughts on why you think uh, Seattle might be the right side tonight? Um, yeah. You know, I've talked about this a lot on this show. There's some teams you can just lock in without uh, goalie confirmation. There's some teams you have to wait on. Seattle's absolutely one of those teams that I wait on. You know, uh, there would be no play for me if we don't get Grubauer in net. And even then, I'm still sort of monitoring this line movement. Um, actually, you know, even at right at thir- one thirty minus one thirty, I probably would not play it. I've got right at minus one thirty seven ish, and uh, there was a minus one twenty and a minus one twenty five this morning. And actually, it looked like some some movement came in on the Predators. And so this is a, this is a numbers play for me here. These are two two teams that have been playing pretty well recently. This Predators team kind of you think is uh, is giving up, and then they go on a little bit of a run, and you know, and then they lose a couple in a row. Now they're they've lost three in a row, and you know they might go on another run. And also, you know, this Predators team plays very well at home at uh, you know in their downtown arena. So I think that's something you have to note here. Uh, you know, honestly, this this might be one of those half unit or or games that I just have on the side TV. But I've got I've got minus one thirty seven ish, and I lean towards the Kraken. But you know, until we get Grubauer confirmed, I probably won't be playing anything here. And you know, I'm okay not locking anything in um, for the for the show for sure, just because it's a later game and we probably won't have any confirmation until this evening. All right, so I'll hold off. And Rob, yeah, why is it that? You, yeah, fair enough. But why is it that you might be on the other side of this one? Well, for starters, Seattle hasn't won a game in regulation in over two weeks now. Um, so that's like a. I, I'm just very concerned about the Kraken overall because they don't have any top end talent and they don't have goaltending. And Grubauer has been the best of the options for them this year, but none of their three goalies, and I'm including Joey Decord, who they called up, has a goal saved above average that's above zero this season. And that's a reason why their penalty kill is amongst the league's worst. I, I think there's just too many flaws. And frankly, if I if I probably ran a, a, a sheet of teams that I've bet on this year, um, the Seattle would be near the bottom in terms of teams that I just rarely find value on altogether because I can never, especially in these situations where you have to lay 30, 35 cents, whatever the price is with them, uh, yeah, 30, 35 cents pretty much across mm-hmm. the board, you can just never trust their goaltending. Like, you, you know with almost virtual certainty that you're not going to get a stellar goaltending performance on a nightly basis. You're not going to get... Now, it's Nashville. You probably don't need your goalie to steal the game here altogether. You have the Roman Yossi injury as well. There's a lot that goes into it, but I made the fair price in this game. Seattle minus 113.5. Uh, 
so right around there. So pretty far off of, uh, of Russ's, but I haven't played Nashville. I probably won't. I'm just not, uh, I'm pretty reluctant to pull the trigger on the Kraken as favorites. Okay, so we'll stay away for both sides there I, for for the sake of the show. Just really quickly, Zach. So this is actually, I, I thought this last year, right? Like Seattle's like the opposite of the New York Rangers. I can't even tell you how much money I lost on Seattle last year through a stretch where they had like 70 expected goals, per, goals for percentage, and they, they couldn't score. The, the difference is like Seattle's always going to underperform their XG because they have shitty goaltending and they don't have top-end finishers. And this is where we get carried away by the advanced metrics sometimes because they're always, always, always going to underperform those. The Rangers are always going to overperform those. It's just the degree to which they will do that or not. But you get to this point in the year, and you're kind of like... Your weighting of, of your actual goals percentages should go up as the year goes on. You know what I'm saying? Like, as you get a larger sample... What you've actually done means more than what you're expected to do. Look at Calgary, right? Like how, mu- how many times did we lose money on Calgary this year? Just expecting them to flip a switch at some point. And it's like, no, they're not. Their goaltending has been horrible all year. And the same thing with their top-end finishing talent just hasn't been there, hasn't been able to put the puck in the net. So I- I'm, a- I'm huge into advanced-, advanced metrics. I live and die by them, but everything like there's a reason for everything sometimes you got to dig under the covers and not just say oh you know this is their expected goals and bet blindly off that i think if you just bet blindly off that you're gonna have a real problem in hockey all right so uh a game that we don't have on our card here but uh we'll get to because i see insight is a little bit antsy to talk about this one is asked about it uh the pittsburgh dallas game here tonight his best bet of the night I'm interested to get your guys' thoughts on this. Pittsburgh Penguins at Dallas Stars. End of regulation result, Dallas Stars minus 108. Well, first and foremost, I would say to line shop and get around to get the best price that you could find Mm -hmm. on that one because currently you can see if you go to a book like Pinnacle, you can get plus 105. But even at a book like Caesars, you can get minus 101 on Dallas. So would definitely suggest line shopping. And if you're going to do so, make sure to click the link that's in the top of the chat or the link in the description of this video so you can support us when you sign up for these new books. But uh, Rob, Russ, uh, any thoughts from you guys on this one here? Your any side that you might lean towards, even if it isn't in regulation time here, if it's just the full game, whatever it is for Dallas Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, for me, the, so the Pens have gotten steamed since we started the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they were plus one forty-five or so. We can probably check that. Um, and then it's been bet down to the one thirty range. Mm-hmm. I agree with that move. Personally, I was much closer to betting the pens than I was the stars. A lot of this has to do with quality of competition. Um, So, I mean, it's it's beating a dead horse at this point. Sorry, PETA. Feeding a fed horse at this point. Um, But the East versus West matchups this year... We, they've gone a certain way pretty consistently. The Eastern Conference is a lot better. And sure, Pittsburgh's fighting for a playoff spot. People think they're not that good. Whatever you think of them, that's fine. But they've done so against much, much, much more difficult competition this year than the Stars. I don't think that there's that big of a difference between these two teams. Obviously, rest situation, all that accounted for. Uh, I made the fair price Dallas minus 128 for today's game. So uh, personally, I disagree. 
I'm not on it though. Insight. I hope you win your bet. I don't foresee myself being having a bet on this game, but my fare is 128. Yep. Yeah, I'm with Rob. This is one I had circled uh, for Pitt. If it was going to, if the price was going to get a little higher, I might have taken a shot on Pitt. But if you've watched the Thursday show, you know that I'm. I've been me and So Money has been have been very high on Pittsburgh this year, and they're actually starting to play like it. You know, uh, they've been playing a lot better recently. They've been getting a couple wins, and uh, you know, actually flirting with the uh, the playoff spot. So I think that'll be a fun team if we do get them in the playoffs. But yeah, I thought this team. I thought this line was way too high when I saw it this morning. Minus one fifty six, minus one sixty. You know, I thought that was way too high. I thought these teams were a lot closer. You add in the uh, the rest advantage for the Stars, a back to back for the Penguins, and then probably to Smith and goal for the Pens. And you know, maybe you get closer to minus one thirty five, minus one forty. But it looks like the market's pretty much in agreement with us. Um, yeah, I might I make this minus one twenty ish for Dallas. I would have loved a plus 145 or plus 150 on the pins here. Uh, but, you know, I probably this will be a no play for me with the with the back to back for the pins. But, yeah, I, I disagree. I don't think I don't think I would take Dallas in regulation here. I think that Dallas is completely fine getting to overtime. Yeah. Um, you know, they they are completely fine with one point or or, you know, yeah, one point result. So that's not that's not the way I would look. Um, but, if yeah, if you do go that way, good luck. I mean, a quarter of their games last year, I think, went to overtime, right? Like they yeah. were the, it was, abs- and they, they, I think they had like, they were five and 16 post regulation last year, which is why yeah. they, I mean, ended up with Calgary in the first round. But this is a good, it's a valid point. There is um, sure. a yep. small um, adjustment that needs to be played for playing in Colorado the, the day before. That is yep. something, it's not meaningless. But the third game in four nights is already accounted for in the number, right? Like, this is not information that nobody knows at this point. The rest situations, to me, are the one thing that people get caught up in. Like, tough spot. This is a back-to-back, four and six. It's like, everybody knows that. Everyone who's making numbers knows that, right? But the Colorado adjustment, I think, is a a fair one. Yeah, I think that's a great, great note. All right, and final game that we are looking at here, the Vegas Golden Knights-Calgary Flames game. Uh, I looked at this one when I pulled up the odds. I was kind of feeling like this might be a situation where we're in, uh, where we look back at it tomorrow morning and it feels like the LA Kings-Calgary Flames game from the other night where we go, oh, how did that price end up in the Calgary game? Uh, You're looking at this one right now. Calgary favored at home, minus 139 against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Russ, am I way off on thinking about what we might wake up tomorrow and see and think, how did Vegas end up as plus 133 against Calgary? No, I think I think you're pretty much spot on there, man. I absolutely hate this Flames team so much. Uh, <laughs> if you if you get into like if you're like an advanced advanced metrics guy, like you know, so money like Rob, like I am, this Flames team is just a complete anomaly. Uh, they play awesome. They have great metrics. They just for some reason they struggle in the third period. They can't win. Oh, there's a Rob with the uh, the hat switch. Um, so my numbers have actually shown to play on the flames the last few weeks. And I think we've got one win and three losses out of them. And I just can't understand it. And they have higher expected goals in these teams. And my numbers actually do favor them tonight, but I just can't see it. I think this is just a weird spot. Um, the Vegas, this is probably going to be a no play for me. When you do look under the hood a little bit, Vegas has just been getting insane results and playing awful. Um, 32nd in expected goals allowed their last 10 games. Vegas is just allowing all kinds of chances. So like, I, I mean, I thought that the 
flame spot against the Kings was the ultimate get right spot. Super important game. Didn't really matter to the Kings. Like the flames absolutely needed it. And they just choked completely choked. And I don't, so I'm a little bit, uh, you know, perturbed by the flames right now. I don't know what to think. My numbers like them. We bet on them gotten burned a few times. But, you know, I think this will probably be a no play for me, especially after all this line movement. Um, but, yeah, I'm interested to hear hear what uh, what Rob has. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking at the total. But I, I echo everything you guys have said about the Flames, by the way. Um, it, it's just a really frustrating team. Like, we would have been better off all season long if we just took every Calgary game and just crossed it off the board and pretend yeah, like it didn't <laughs> exist. Like, that's, yeah. that's the team. Uh, I like the over six here. Uh, there's still, I mean, probably about a third of the market is at six right now. Pinnacle in Ontario, uh, all the Canby books, Bet Rivers, um, DraftKings is at over six minus one twenty-five. I think those are all good prices, and honestly, it's it's purely what I think about the goaltenders in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you have two goaltending options for Vegas tonight. One is Jonathan Quick. He's five and one since coming over via trade. The one loss you'll remember was to Calgary. He gave up six goals in that game. I don't think of him. Uh, I don't think highly of him. Regardless, I think he's washed. And frankly, his numbers since coming over. I mean, he's got the five wins, but the actual goals saved above average and above expected are not anything to write home about. Or you get Logan Thompson, who was activated off IR on Tuesday, and he'd be making his first start since February 9th. And personally, I've always loved fading goalies in their first game back off of IR or extended breaks. Um, There's some math behind that, but typically speaking, they perform below expectations when they come back off of a longer injury layoff. So you have that. And then the goaltending for Calgary. I mean, that's been the Achilles heel all year. Markstrom found his game and now he's lost his way again. Back-to-back games, he's given up six goals. They might turn to Dan Vladar, who's, he has a worse goal saved above expected than Markstrom does in half the games played this year. And Markstrom has been horrible. Like they don't have an option in net. So uh, I think this is too low for the goaltending matchup here. Calgary's offense is turning it around lately. Their power play has been very good as of late. Uh, I, I think this is mispriced, uh, honestly. So it's my favorite total play of the night. Uh, I like the over six in this game. And by the way, just so anyone, like I, we always encourage you to line shop, find the best book available. I would still play these six and a halves at plus 100. Like th- those are fine prices as well. I just have a preference to the six. That pinnacle number is the best price out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with with pretty much everything Rob said. Just to add, like I said, this Vegas team has been terrible on defense, and Calgary, yeah, actually has been uh, has been, you know, getting a quite a few high high shot chances. So eighth and expected goals for the last ten games. So yeah, I agree. I think this should probably should be a six and a half. All right, so lock that in as a final play of the night, and uh, for those. Who are wondering what we gave out on the show here today we will recap this all right now so uh stay tuned for as we roll through all the picks and uh you can track all this all the picks from the course of the season on the bet stamp app you can find that in ios android you can also go on web to find this as well you can find us in the uh find better section as edgework hq see all the picks from 
through uh, the course of the season, everything that we've locked in. But for tonight, we are looking at, and buckle up because we got a bunch of plays tonight, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers money line full unit plus 138 tonight against the Minnesota Wilds. Then we're going to go to the Tampa Bay-Ottawa game. We're taking the over 6.5 minus 119 full unit there as well. Actually, I believe all the plays tonight are full unit. Also, otherwise, I will specify if this is not a full unit. But uh, over six and a half, minus one nineteen on the total in the Tampa Ottawa game. Nick Suzuki under one and a half shots on goal, plus one twenty in the Montreal Boston game. That is under one and a half shots on goal, plus one twenty in the Montreal Boston for Nick Suzuki. Then we have the Carolina Hurricanes puck line, minus one and a half, plus 175 tonight against the New York Rangers. That is minus one and a half puck line, plus 175 for Carolina against the Rangers. Go to the Florida Panthers game. We have two bets here in the, between Florida and Toronto. We're looking at the Florida Panthers money line, minus 125, as well as Carter Verhage over three and a half shots on goal, plus 111. So Panthers money line, minus 125. Carter Verhage over three and a half shots on goal plus 111 and then final play we have the over six minus 118 between Calgary and the Vegas Golden Knights that is over six minus 118 in the Calgary Vegas game here tonight and, and I, I love that Edmonton Stanley Cup winner future more and more every day <laughs> yeah, Man, yeah. It, I know they barely beat Arizona last night but it it just feels different now that they have goaltending in Stuart Skinner um, yeah, I think they're like 12 or 13 to one to win the cup right now. And yeah. honestly, I think they're my favorite team in the West. They, they've, you, you, they, they just have such an unbelievable player. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's unfair. Like you, you, you know, he's going to get at least a, a minimum of a, a point every game, if not a couple. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a great price. Yeah, this definitely. point total yesterday against Arizona was set at two and a half. And like, now this is becoming a regular thing where you're seeing yeah. with him. It's like, Two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, sitting there going, okay, I get it, but oh my God, like this yeah, is getting absurd. He's going to turn into that guy, uh, Rob. I know you've talked about it where uh, back when they used to do hockey pools and they used to yeah. have Wayne Gretzky, you weren't my, allowed to take him. My father <laughs> used to tell me that when he was growing up and doing hockey pools, they would just remove Wayne Gretzky from the pool, right? At the beginning, they're like, no one gets Gretzky and that's it. But I agree, it's it's yeah. getting to that point where like, it's it's, awesome. it's like even if you do snake style draft, it doesn't matter. His value is so high at that first one that, uh, I mean, if you have McDavid in your hockey fantasy hockey pool, and you're losing this year, it's probably time to hang it up for fantasy <laughs> hockey. Yeah, that's my <laughs> advice to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. To anyone who uh, watched the show here today, if you haven't hit subscribe on the Edric HQ YouTube channel, please make sure to do so. If you want to, uh, if you miss any of the show or you know that you can't tune in live some days, you can obviously come here, watch it back after the fact, or you can go and find us on all podcasting platforms as Edgework on there so you can listen to uh, every day's show after the fact, after they happen. But uh, we do encourage people to go over to YouTube. And if you're here, you haven't hit subscribe, hit subscribe. And then as well, like this stream, like this video if you're watching it back so thank you to everyone who hit that like button after the fact that is much appreciated helps us get out there helps us create more content as we do this and create uh, do more shows so thank you to everyone who tuned in here today 
Uh, again, you can find all the picks tracked after the fact uh, on BetStamp. They will be locked until the games start. But if you want to see what we had and what prices we had them at, you can see them on the BetStamp app in iOS and Android, as well as web in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. And if you're looking to sign up for new sports books, last thing I'll plug here, you can find it pinned to the top of the chat right now. There is a link that you can use to support the Edgework HQ show. Click that link. You can sign up for all the sports books in there if you want to add some to your portfolio that you don't have yet you can also find it the link to that in the description of this video or on podcasting platforms if you're listening back after so rob thank you for joining me on the thursday show first time ever on thursday plenty of games for you so that probably felt yeah. uh, felt good to be able to go through russ as always thank you for coming on here appreciate the insights appreciate the analysis look forward to seeing you guys back here next week and for everyone else i will see you guys back here tomorrow morning 10 30 a.m eastern time with so money good luck on your bets tonight and i will see you guys tomorrow morning